Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go Tuesday of Regional Week here in Hattiesburg. Welcome to the Eagle Hour, Bob and Kelly. We're in the Southern Bank Core Studios here in Hattiesburg. Luke in the Southern Bank Core Studio in Laurel. Wherever you are, we're glad you're with us. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great place for you to take your family. Great place to get you some catering for the weekend baseball. Dickie's does it right. Uh, the food's delicious, fresh, and uh, they even back now full full bore with Kelly's cream spinach and ice cream entrees. That's quite a combination, isn't it? Breakfast it's, of uh, champions well, there. Yes, it is. <laughs> cream but spinach but then and again, saucer. you're wearing a Detroit Tiger t-shirt. So uh, Kelly, as a Detroit Tiger and Cincinnati Bengal, has seen a many a loss. However, this weekend I'm going to see many a wins. I am. I don't think I've ever been this giddy over. Uh, this weekend, I mean, it's yeah. it's going to be full festive mode at, at Pete Taylor Park. Special coverage, as you would expect from the Eagle Hour, will be there for two hours on Thursday from the Pete. We'll be doing live reports uh, as the game starts uh, Friday at one o'clock. Uh, Kelly and Luke involved in that. That uh, we're already lining up great guests uh, for Thursday. Luke, uh, we've got some really good guests coming up. Uh, opposing coaches about to come on the show. Yeah, tomorrow, uh, first segment, we'll have Ryan Coe, who is the head coach of Kennesaw State. Actually played there as a third baseman and has spent the last 12 years as a scout for the Texas Rangers in his first year at Kennesaw State. He'll be on the Eagle Hour tomorrow. And then Thursday, we'll kick off our uh, our live two-hour show at the Pete with Army head coach Jim Foster in his fifth year with uh, with the Knights up at West Point. So excited to have those two guys. We've reached out to LSU, heard back from them. They're trying to, to work someone on from, uh, from LSU baseball for us this week also. All right, looking forward to it. Uh, later in the show, we had a great visit yesterday with Gabe Montenegro and Will McGillis. We're going to share that with you. Coming up in the next couple of days, a really great interview with Danny Lynch. Uh, with uh, Dustin Dickerson, with Reese Ewing. So we're going to cover it from every angle, Kelly Santer. But now the LSU people have, from what I understand, they've told Luke, we, we might be able to book you a guest or two if you can swing some tickets for us. Well, hey, <laughs> oddly, enough, oddly enough, I've gotten texts about LSU yeah. tickets myself. Let yeah. me tell you something. So the word on the street is is that it was the busiest day in the history of Southern Miss tickets yesterday in reserving. And uh, there's kind of like this pack now on social media and by word of mouth. I don't care how long they've been living in the state of Mississippi. If they're an LSU fan, don't sell them tickets. And so that right. seems like right. Southern Miss fans have packed it pretty, pretty well together to right. avoid that. I agree. Heath at Big Gold Nation's with us. Heath, a lot of excitement in the air. Kelly and I were talking in my office before the show. You got to say that the NCAA has shown immense respect for Southern Miss this year. They they gave them a regional. Uh, well-deserved. Uh, you know, it's, I, I just sense that it's different. The perception, Heath, is different. Golden Eagles get to number four in the nation. Have some injuries, stump their toe for about two weeks, never drop out of the top 15. Finish the season in the top 20. Regional, even though you win two games in your tournament, 
And with all due respect to all of the teams, and I'm sure they're all fine baseball teams, Heath Hinton, they gave Southern Miss a regional that they should be able to win. Yeah, they they really did. And, and guys, what they did this year, the NCAA committee, is they really took into account what you did in the regular season. To me, it looks like what you did in the regular season meant more than the the conference tournament. Um, I think you're seeing that. I think you're seeing what Southern Miss did in the regular season and then be, uh, you know, the NCAA looked at that and said, all right, let's give you a good seed at 11, match up again. You know, you just look at the – Look at who they're matched up against at Coral Gables in Miami, and it's probably the best seed Southern Miss has ever had, really, uh, going into a regional. So, uh, in fact, it is. There's no question about it. It's just it's it's a good fitting for what this team did and where they were ranked, and they know the injuries. They even said they took that into account. The guy from it was Army. I was watching the other day talking about it, and he said, "Look, he said, yeah, RPI, but we went back and looked at everything. So they really went back and looked at the whole season, what you did, and uh, I, I just think it was. A, I think it was a solid, solid regional for Southern. Kelly, you you seem to agree that the NCAA did it right this year. And here's something else that I'm that I personally am excited about. It you the running joke in South Mississippi was if you were an SEC team and finished one game above 500, you were not only going to get in the tournament, you were going to host. Right? Right. right. There's there's hardly any Southeastern Conference teams. It's surprising how few got hosts. You're exactly right. And and the Southern Misses of the world, the Georgia Southerns of the right, world. Right. You know, they're they're starting to get a piece of the pie. And I think from a baseball standpoint, any sports wise, that is a good thing. And I applaud the committee. And I think you agree with that, don't you, Luke? Yeah, they still got four. <laughs> Well, well Florida, but, but in the Florida, past, in the past, they've certainly they've had. had more oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Auburn with thirty-seven wins, Florida with thirty-nine wins. But yeah, to your point, the fact that uh, Georgia Southern got one, of course, Southern Miss got one. There was a few others that I just kind of scratched my head about. But apart from that, to Kelly's point, yeah, for for two Group of Five teams to to get it in in the sixteen is is a great step. And it's not, and it wasn't that they threw these teams a crumb; they deserved it. I agree. I mean, on on their performance on the field, I really applaud them robbing Notre Dame. I think the whole nation rejoiced. I, I felt that. pretty good about that, Heath. When you look at the Sun Belt, which in a sense Southern Miss is in the Sun Belt now, what a year for baseball! And then you throw in Southern Miss and Old Dominion, and boy, you got a baseball conference next year. You do, and a team that probably that and a league that should have six teams in. It's a shame that Old Dominion was the first one out, the first one in, gets to uh, you know cancel a game. We won't talk about that, but yeah, it's uh, it, what they're going to have in the Sun Belt next year. You thought Conference USA was fun this season? Next year, the Sun Belt it's going to be on fire. It's going to be hot. It's going to be fun. Uh, the teams are more regional. You're going to be able to go to opposing schools baseball. And the Sun Belt is just uh, you. You might talk about a top four league next year, easy. Yeah. Now, now, Luke, I know everybody's a buzz about Southern Miss and LSU. Everybody anticipates that's going to be the Saturday night game. If that proves to be true, that certainly will be an electric atmosphere. However, however, the Golden Eagles cannot afford to overlook the Black Knights. 
first regional we hosted in 2003. Here we come with Cook and King, you know, uh, 40-something home runs between the two of them. And Ricky Weeks, who went on to play with the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, hit a ball about 550 feet in game one. And Southern Miss found themselves in the loser's bracket. So you can't do that. You you have to take care of business. Uh, them throwing a lefty concerns me a little bit. This team's been a little better. But, Heath, let's just ask the question. And, uh, and what's your opinion of what the rotation should be? Of course, I asked it for the sake of asking it yesterday. I knew what I was going to get, tight-lipped answer from Scott Barry. I, I get it. What What's what's your thought? Is Riggins or Waldrop uh, a definite option for Army, and should so- Southern Miss go that route? I think it's an option because I think you have to take into account what the, the Boo Ferris Award winner, uh, what he said the other day. You know, he come out and said at Walcott and said, look, I want LSU. And when you got the best player in the state saying, give me the ball against LSU because that's kind of where he's from in Zachary, you have to take that into account. Now, Coach Barry in the past, you've seen it, what's happened to him when they may have done that, Arkansas. I, I don't know if he's going to do that. I think he wants to win that first game. The, the great thing about Southern Miss is the pitching staff you have such a strong pitching staff that those that those decisions aren't as big as they were in the past. You still got you still got three guys there that when they're on, they can shut down anybody, even LSU. So uh, I think they may try to go that way, but I'm not sure. But we'll see what happens. I, I could see them starting Riggins maybe uh, first, and then Hall second. But if we know Coach Barry, he likes to win that first game, and he'll go with Hall. So we'll see what happens, but I could see him doing it. All right, when we come back, we've got about 30 seconds left in the break. I want to get Kelly to comment on this. We were talking in our office. Well, if people could only hear the conversations you and I have in my office from time to time. This was a good one, though, and you brought up something that whether you like it or not, I don't particularly like it. It's a fact. That is the mystique of LSU. And does that get into the heads of players when they're playing the Tigers? And we're going to talk about that with Kelly Center. We're going to hear from Gabe Montenegro when we come back from the other side of the break and continue our conversation with Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. You might can tell we're a little fired up around here. Uh, We're waiting for Friday afternoon, and uh, we know you are too. We're going to cover it like nobody else between now and first pitch Friday at 1. We'll be back. Hey, Campus Bookmart's got Conference USA Championship t-shirts on the rack. 
they got a huge selection of baseball apparel. Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street, across from the campus. Miss Kathleen, who's become a rock star, by the way. You realize <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. She comes in the stadium during, during the night game, and she's like a rock star. People, Miss Kathleen, Miss Kathleen. Uh, understandably, she is a fine, fine lady. We're talking to a Heath Hinton Big Gold Nation. All right, so the announcement was made yesterday at Walk-Ons, and just within minutes of that, I had a chance to talk to Gabe Montenegro, entering his sixth and final year, and very possibly his last weekend at Pete Taylor Park. Uh, here's Gabe's thoughts about the regional and uh, about the season coming to an end. All right, Gabe, of, of everybody on the team, this, I think, in a way, has got to be the most special for you. Your sixth year here, you've you've worked and, and, and tried very hard to get this uh, accomplished every year. And now here's the regional. You're going to play the U.S. Military Academy. LSU is going to be in town. Uh, your thoughts about this really special moment? It's it's really um, it was, it's a, an incredible time because uh, you know in my first year when I redshirted, we hosted which in seventeen and I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to be here because I was already playing summer ball. So then ever since then I, I've been working like every year to you know host having the chance to host a regional. So that this year that we have that chance, it's just it's an incredible feeling. So how do you, there's going to be a lot of noise, there's going to be a lot of excitement, but how are you as a player and as a team, how are you guys going to be able to block that out and focus on playing your best baseball at the most important time of the year? Yeah, you know, yeah, we just got to, you know, trust uh, in our work that we put in um, ever since the fall. And uh, I think we're just going to go out there, uh, have fun, uh, you know, trust in each other because we, we know what we can do. And then if we can just go out there and then just play the game that we know how to play, uh, we're going to be we're going to be fine. And I know you were disappointed with the way things turned out this weekend. What, what did you guys say to each other? What did the coaches say to you after uh, the, uh, the game this weekend? And then how big of a lift was it for you when you got the news last night you were hosting? Yeah, it was it was it was disappointing uh, about the you know losing the tournament. You know, that's it's one of our goals every year is to win that conference tournament. But you know, things happen, um, and uh, after the game, we just try to uh, hit that reset button. Uh, now focus on the regional. And so when we when we found out that we were gonna host, you know, it just you know we just gotta forget about what happened before, and then just move on to uh, the regional now. Six great years here, and now you're down to the regional, perhaps a super regional, but you know you are getting near the very end of playing at Pete Taylor Park. How are you going to, as Gabe Montenegro, how are you going to block that out, and, and what are going to be your thoughts when you go into the field this weekend? Um, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't try to think about that. I just try uh, to focus on uh, playing, playing baseball, you know, uh, trying to help the team out. And uh, it is, it is, a, it is a special thing being able to keep playing here at Pete Taylor Park. And uh, I'm just excited to just keep, you know, keep playing baseball. Put in perspective what it's been like for you here six years, Gabe. When you think back to the start, I was there the night they introduced you at the uh, banquet. Uh, what is, what's the last six years been like? It's, it's been incredible. You know, it's, it's, it's a big part of my life now. Um, Hattiesburg is like a second home to me. And it's just been an incredible six years. And, you know, that's why uh, this last ride is just going to be even more special, you know. You're not going to ever block out being a Golden Eagle moving forward, are you? Oh, no, for sure not. Yeah. Never. <laughs> well, best of luck to you, and uh, we hope that uh, things turn out great this week. Thank you. Appreciate it. 
All right, Heath Hinton, Gabe Montenegro, uh, going to play perhaps for the last time after six years here at Southern Miss. What a what a special player, going to always have a special place in the history of uh, the baseball program. Yeah, he is. I mean, it, look, one thing about Gabe is he's always got a smile on his face. You see him away from the ball field. It's the person he is. Yeah, he's a good baseball player. But he's an even better person, too. And his family, his mom, his dad, Momo, Thank goodness we're going to have Momo around the ball field for a little while longer with uh, Poach Rodrigo being here. But, I mean, it's just a family game. It's been special what he's done here at Southern Miss, for him to hang around and play another year with his brother and to be rewarded with hosting the regional. Like he said, he was redshirted in 17. I mean, it's just special, and he's a special kid, and uh, he'll always have a place in Hattiesburg. Wouldn't be surprised to see him stay in Hattiesburg for a long time. I think that's what his plans are if he doesn't get a you know get a pro baseball shot. Kelly Sander, uh, you you brought it up. It was in the back of my mind the minute that I heard, and uh, you can like it or dislike it. But the fact is, there is a mystique about LSU athletics, and they've got a great baseball history. Are you concerned about that being in the heads of Southern Miss players this weekend? Yes, anybody that plays LSU. That's going to that's going first of all the Owls of Kennesaw, they're going to have to deal with it. Remember, you know, the Eagles have got to get by the the Black Knights and Correct. of course the the same thing with, with LSU, but even to take it to a even a smaller level. My Oak Grove Mojo travel teams for years were very very good baseball teams and you would hear the other kids at the ballpark saying, "Oh no." We have to play the mojo. There is a mystique about LSU. This is not the greatest LSU baseball team ever, but it is still an LSU baseball team. And make no mistake, these are human beings that you're dealing with, and any time you step on the field, you would think that LSU is at least a half a run ahead or a run ahead because of the mental aspects. Now, on the other side of the coin, this Southern Miss team has shown a maturity and an experience that perhaps, as Southern Miss teams in the past, have not had. They've won the midweek games. They've shown maturity and bouncing back from injuries. I don't think it'll be as prevalent, perhaps, and I hope it's not there at all, but to underestimate the power of the dark side, so to speak, here, that, that you're dealing with LSU you have to accept that that's probably going to be in effect to some degree. You buying that, Luke? I mean, I think if it was in Baton Rouge, yeah, possibly. But remember, we were just down there a few years back, and we took them to the line both times. Um, There's something to be said for it, but this team is more mature, I think, and that won't play into their mindset as much. Kelly, it was really called the Oak Grove Mojo. Yes. Seriously? Yeah, it was. And people were scared of y'all. Well, there. I mean, we had some some pretty good players on there who have played. You know, a lot of them at Pearl River, some at Southern Miss. John Rice Plumley was on one of those teams. Of course, he's at Central Florida now. Went on to Ole Miss. Yeah. There were some great players and Mojo. It wasn't anything I was doing. It was just you know great yeah. players. Uh, well, but first, Heath, the another thing the Golden Eagles have to keep out of their minds is. They can't come on the field uh, Friday at 1 o'clock thinking about where we're going to play LSU tomorrow night. The Black Knights are not going to come in here and roll over. These are tough kids, disciplined kids, probably no more disciplined, tough team you could ever play than than kids from the U.S. Military Academy. You, You better be focused Friday. 
Yeah, I mean, these are kids. Look, these are going to be some of the toughest kids that you're ever going to meet in your life. And, and my gosh, it's going to be hard to root against them because of what they do. But, uh, you know, got to do it. But you look at some of these batting averages. Uh, Sam Ruda, 385. Frederick, 346. DeBrule, 329. Berg, 316. Uh, Manises, 308. Uh, 293 from uh, Messiah's Meade, a 285. These guys can hit the baseball. So uh, you're talking about a team that's not a lot of home run hitters. They don't have anybody over double digits, uh, but they hit blind drives. They hit base hits. I mean, you're talking about guys that, you know, have 69 hits, 72, 76, 54, 62. Guys get on base. Uh, and as Kelly says, that on-base percentage, that's a big deal in uh, in college. And when you look down the list, most of them are at that 400 or right over it with the on-base percentage. So this is a team that can play. You better not overlook them. And actually, and, they're, they're eerily, Bob, a lot like UTSA. A lot singles team. Singles, only, yeah. Only thirty-one home runs, and then we'll, we'll talk with Coach Foster about this. They run a lot, guys. They have stolen a hundred and one bases on the year, one hundred and one for a hundred and twenty attempts. They got a guy with thirty-one steals, twenty-one steals, and two of ten. I don't think our team has thirty-one steals, Luke. I don't think they. Do <laughs> but but something that you also need to point out is that Army, with all due respect, has not faced the pitching. No, they that, have. That they're going to face. They, they've played, they've played a, a different type of schedule yes. than teams in the South. Play. We, no we have stolen 29 bases on the year. So round. I was correct. They got one guy with more stolen bases than we did. And, and I, I think they're going to turn Danny Lynch loose to steal a bunch of bases this weekend. I am speed. <laughs> I am Danny Lynch. What, what about Danny Lynch's turnaround this postseason? Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that's not been you know talked about. He's starting to hit the baseball better than he has all year. Well, speaking of Danny Lynch, how about when we come back, we hear from Danny Lynch. Uh, We caught Danny after the uh, game uh, Friday night against uh, Florida Atlantic. He was very animated. He had had a great game. He's a remarkable kid. And uh, so we'll hear from him. You want to hang around, Heath, another segment with us? Sure, I'd love to hear from Uh, Danny. Great kid. No extra pay, but but you're welcome to say. We don't even get paid. uh, All right, Danny Lynch, Heath Hinton. Luke Johnson, Kelly Center, all coming back after the break. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back. Glad you're with us on a Tuesday afternoon. This segment sponsored by our very good friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Fantastic place to go between the games. We did that Friday. We had a delicious meal at the 4th Street, and it was packed with people enjoying good food. Kelly Center, it's 4th Street Bar and Grill, but I got to tell you, dude, it's some of the best poor boys 
I think the best you'll find in Hattiesburg is Shrimp Poor Boy. It's absolutely awesome. And if you're an LSU guy, I'm getting word that that's where LSU's going to be hanging out. A lot of their fans are going to be down mm. at, at 4th Street, which only leads the guys at 4th Street to have to order more uh yeah, exactly. Never just <laughs> they down on the field Friday night during the uh, Florida Atlanta game, and uh, pretty close to where Danny Lynch was playing. And the kid, Coach Barry, referenced this earlier in the in the year that Danny never shuts up. I mean, he is chattering, he is talking, he is dancing around. Never before seen a kid, I think, more engaged in having fun and playing college baseball. So I asked him about that after the game, and uh, here's what he had to say. All right, Danny Lynch with us right now. Danny, we had you on the Eagle Hour at the start of the year. Uh, glad to have you back on right now. First, before I talk about ball, i got to ask you this. I watch you all day. You chatter, you smile, you laugh, you jump around the field. You look like, to me, a baseball player that's having a really good time. Yeah, I mean, I, it's actually funny. Carson Pato sent me a, a video earlier this week, and it's Christian Yelich talking about it. I love listening to him talk. He's a great guy. And he was talking about how he, his brother's in the military, and you know he goes over for five with five strikeouts, and he goes home, and he goes to the Ritz-Carlton Hotel and has a nice dinner. And we don't exactly go to the Ritz-Carlton, but we go to some nice places to live and, uh, and get some good food for us. And it's almost like... You go for five or five strikeouts. So you're really having a bad day. You're you're living in the greatest country in the world. You're you're playing baseball for fun. You you can't really be having a bad day. So just trying to have fun out there. I saw that earlier today over by the uh, bullpen toward the end of the first game. Pitchers from Old Dominion, pitchers from our team, all sitting there talking, chatting. It's the greatest time of your life, and it's time to have fun, isn't it? Mm-hmm, yeah, it's fun interacting with these guys. The conference tournament's always fun because you're kind of waiting for other teams' games to finish, and you're you're talking to them in those little interactions, and it's a lot of fun because. You know, you don't get to interact with these guys in just a kind of a friendly, non-competitive setting that uh, setting that often. So it's a lot of fun. A lot of great moments for you. I, I'll mention a couple. Gigantic home run against Ole Miss and Jackson. Big hit tonight. Do you do you enjoy the pressure? Do you live for those moments? Uh, it's almost like uh, I'll bring up another quote for you. Anthony Rendon talks about this one, and it's another military thing. He always talks about, you know, pressure isn't pressure isn't you playing baseball and having fun and if you get out and the game's over pressure is you know you don't know which way you're going to feed your family with the next meal pressure is if you're in the military and you make a mistake and it could cost other people their lives pressure is not really out here we're we're having fun if i would have struck out four times tonight and we would have lost two nothing then oh no we play more baseball next weekend and that's kind of it that's a great philosophy that we could all take in a lot of walks a lot <laughs> yeah definitely all right one last question i know your brother's a big part of your life he was a big star here how often do you guys talk and how much coaching does he do? Oh, uh, we talk a good bit. He doesn't do too much coaching. He uh, he'll he'll send me certain things if he sees something with my swing or if if I'm kind of not doing doing too well. He'll send me some stuff. Him and Matt are always always supporting me like that. But they're usually just kind of supporting me and not too much crazy coaching. All right. <laughs> Thoughts for the rest of the year, one game at a time. Yeah, one game at a time. I think that's what's made this team so good. We don't we don't really look ahead. Every time we play, we're just focused on winning that game, and you know we'll do it again tomorrow. The first game, we're not focusing the second one yet. We just we're gonna do everything we can to win the first one, and if we get to the second one, we'll do that too. All right, Luke. I know you bought the Danny Lynch famous Danny Lynch pimp around the base jersey from Louisiana Lafayette. What a delightful game! How do you not love Danny Lynch? Absolutely, and it's his approach to the game, you know, just the having perspective. I will say if he hits uh, two walk-off home runs and sends us to a super this weekend, that, that jersey might be for sale on Monday. But anyway, uh, I, I am thankful. Um, I, I think a part of his game that we forget about is what type of defensive player he is at, at the hot corner. 
Uh, I think that goes overlooked sometimes, and, and that's just a, a good point to make. Sometimes we only view these guys with their batting average or their their lineup, and what Danny there shows you is is not just you know what he does at the plate or in the field, but but his approach to the game, his approach to life. And Kelly, you spent a lot of time coaching the young boys in baseball. I'm sure you must like an attitude like that. Actually, a lot of the guys are like that, aren't yeah. they? It's it's amazing for those of us that are just fans. It's a whole different perspective. You know, Davis Riley's out there on the PGA Tour, a kid from Hattiesburg, and standing over a six-foot putt on Sunday, and they were talking about the pressure of making that. And they were saying, look, he was going to make three hundred and eighty-five grand if he missed the putt. <laughs> right. Right. So it's uh, as opposed to making six hundred and fifty if he made the putt. So they see it as a whole different different way that that. And I I thought it was real poignant too how he talked about getting to talk to the other players in a non competitive situation. Correct. You Correct. find out that you're kind of all in this together. Yeah, it was you know? it was really unique to be down there in the bullpen and see that between the ODU kids. And the Southern Miss bullpen, they, they, you could tell these kids were just having the best time of their life. But when it's, it's because time- uh, our guys were amazed that forty-two-year-olds played baseball in college. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Raleigh Fingers is on that team. I don't know if you realize that, but every time they put his picture up there, it was Raleigh. I think Raleigh Fingers is actually got the handlebar I, mustache I going. So. And he th- they did. Some of them did look like they were like thirty-five, didn't they? You ain't lying. Uh, Kootenai is uh, he's he's a big man. I mean, just their catcher's a big man. The left fielder's a monster. Uh, tell you what, you talk about Danny being, you know, he is. He's a fun player. He's involved. But let me tell you something. Don't make him mad. Don't don't go after one of his teammates because. Uh, oh yeah, we saw that. Yeah, we, we did see that, that, didn't we? We saw that last year for sure. Uh, Old Dominion. Uh, Biggest theft of the tournament, in my humble view, uh, Heath Hinton, that ODU did not get invited to play. Yeah, it's sad that a team that doesn't dodge games gets left out, but a team that does dodges games gets in and gets rewarded for it. There's got to be what team might you be referring to, Heath Hinton, that that dodges uh, games and gets in the tournament? Maybe a school up north, Mississippi. But uh, what <laughs> you know? What's sad is those kids are so good. And, and UTSA too. Let's not leave out UTSA. No, UTSA no, sir, the one no. got left. Boy, that was a feisty, nasty baseball team. And, and they got left out. Yeah. And, and they didn't dodge. They played all their games. They come in here and and played a heck of a tournament and didn't make it. But a team that goes one and done in their tournament gets to sit at home and dodges games, gets to make it. There's something that's got to be changed with that. That rule's got to be changed. And, and what's just as tough is when you talk you talk to some Ole Miss fans who have some common sense about them, many of them will tell you that they didn't think their own team should have been in the tournament. Old, a lot of Ole Miss fans don't think that their team did enough to earn its way into the tournament. So that makes it even more tough when ODU and uh, UTSA get left out. You guys, the Sun Belt got four in. Conference USA got two. Conference USA is a higher, uh, higher leadership. Judy, Judy, Judy. Leadership, leadership, Judy, 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 leadership, guys. Turner Gill, I think Southern Miss fans are going to be really happy with what they have from commissioner. This is just my speculation, but if your commissioner is not interested enough in your baseball tournament to attend at least one day. She probably didn't fight real hard for her two teams that deserve to be in that tournament to be in there. She did show up in right field, though. She was on a, a sign. 
let's not let's not go there. Okay, and this is this is okay in light of that. Okay, so there was a, there's a joke floating around yesterday. It's obviously a joke, but the the joke was is that you know John Cohen from Mississippi State is is on the committee. He throws Bianco a bone and Ole Miss a bone in order to, uh, you know, allow Mississippi State to continue to beat Ole Miss like they have the last several years uh, to, to save Bianco's job. Now, here's the point, is that John Cohen on that committee is tasked with getting as many SEC teams as he can into the tournament. And he vouched for the teams in his conference. You have a conference commissioner, not an athletic director, a conference commissioner with either zero clout or zero desire and only gets two teams in. That's what it shows. Cohen got his that's, arch that's, rival that's in right. the tournament. That's right. And a conference commissioner couldn't get ODU that's, or UTSA. That is 100% right. That's 100% right. Well, she's got to show up to uh she's got to show up to advocate for somebody. That would be Right. You know, I don't think she's left the house before. Hey guys, we will never Unless Louisiana Tech makes the College World Series, we will never play another Conference USA baseball game ever again. Yeah, that's that's a good thought. Heath Hinton, thank you, buddy. We appreciate your time and uh, look forward to talking to you next week. Yes, sir. Y'all have a great one. God bless. All right. Remember, everybody, Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast is available every day on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour. Any luck there, Kelly? And like, oh no, no, uh, Alexa's still not talking to me, so I have uh, to do it the old-fashioned way. I see. But like, thousands of people are doing this, aren't they? A lot, yes, and we're very grateful. Yeah, That's so many people. Really, I was stunned at how many people came up to me and talked to me about the Eagle Hour during the tournament, and very, very grateful for that. Yeah, but I'm, a, I'm a little bit put off when they say, you know, when are you guys going to get rid of Santa? You know, I mean, that's... I did hear that a couple. Of <laughs> they times, did say that. Uh, yeah, I did hear that a couple. <laughs> they, times. They said they but, uh, listen more when you're not on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the contract's it's, good for another couple of years. I think so. it's that Detroit Tiger T-shirt. What contract? Yeah, what yeah, what yeah. contract? I thought this was a, as needed. Did you pay for that, by the way? I just got the smoke out of it. I only paid yeah, like I, you can't tell at all. A buck and a half for they it. They yeah. stuff at the Salvation <laughs> Army, don't they? That's right. Yeah, we yeah. got uh, we got the regional schedule. We'll go through it. All right, also coming up this week, Dustin Dickerson, Will McGillis, Reese Ewing, got a lot of players. Going to hear from them uh, between now and uh, this weekend. And we'll be at the Pete Thursday from 1 till 3 o'clock, another two-hour edition of Eagle Hour. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, dbathattiesburg.com. All kinds of stuff going on throughout the summer and go see our friends at DBAT and D1. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, sorry I was late coming back uh, on that, guys. I was listening to um, uh, Mikey Matuk, which he used to play for uh, for LSU, and they're already talking about the Super Regional, okay? 
So let's just keep our heads down and focus on Army and uh, and let LSU swallow some pride. They're already doing that, by the way, on some of these LSU I'm not a shows, bit guys. surprised. I'm not a bit surprised. More power to them. All right. Here's the bracket. Uh, we mentioned uh, that Southern Miss will play the early game. Yesterday, Coach Barry said it may be 1 or 2 p.m. It will be 1 p.m., so game one, Southern Miss versus Army, the one versus the four at 1 p.m., then game two, the number two LSU against number three Kennesaw State at 6 p.m. We should mention that all of these games are on ESPN Plus throughout the weekend. So Friday, Southern Miss at one against Army, LSU, Kennesaw State at six. Saturday, two games. Game one, the losers bracket. So whoever loses Friday, those two teams play at noon on Saturday. The winner's bracket game at 6 p.m. on Saturday. So the two teams that win Friday play 6 p.m. Saturday night. Sunday, you've got a loser's bracket game, an elimination game. Um, So that game will be at 1 p.m. And if you're sitting high cotton at 2-0, you play at 6 p.m. If for some reason there needed to be an elimination game, the 2-0 team got beat at 6 p.m. on Sunday, you would turn back around on Monday and play at 3 p.m. Long and short of it is, you win three games, you're going to a Super Regional. And that means you can use your weekend rotation, Kelly Santer, and if you have your head on and you play good baseball with the weekend rotation that Southern Miss has, you have a legit chance to win this tournament. And even if you don't play great baseball, remember we've talked all year long about how deep and talented this pitching staff is. This is when this pitching staff as a whole has to bind together and get it to the finish line. All right, it's it's up to the pitching staff now. As deep as they are, it's all hands on deck. Coach Oz has got everybody. I I dare say, and I'm you know I haven't peeled back the the layers of all these other teams, but I dare say there are a few teams in this 64 team field that go as deep and as talented as Southern Miss does. So from here on out, the pitching staff is going to have is going to have to win it. All right, the the regional tournament, then the super regional, and then on to Omaha. This, I mean, did, even even LSU. So I was just looking through some of their their baseball statistics. We mentioned the Army guy that's got a three three nine ERA, the lefty that we expect to see Friday. But LSU. So when you look at their starters, pitching wise, they got four. They got three guys that have started more than than uh, ten starts. Four seven one five two five four zero four. Their lowest starter ERA is a three five two. He started nine games. So when you look at that, I mean, it's just like there's a, there's a two-run difference between the Golden Eagles starting ERA and, and LSU's. What do you make of the cockiness that you described, that their sports talk people are already talking about the Super Regional? Isn't in an, in an odd sense that an advantage for you, I assume? It just means more, Bob. It just means more. It simply does, Luke. More. Right. What am I thinking? Heck, I, what am I thinking, Kelly? They're an SEC school. That just says it all, doesn't it? But part of it, I hear what you're saying, but part of it is it's expected. And if you ask coaches, if you ask Scott Barry, he would probably tell you, I, I, I wish that our fans would expect us to get to sure. a Super Regional every yeah. year because yeah. that way yeah. you know your program's hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. And so think about it this way. I mean, LSU's looking at, okay, we, we beat Southern Miss you know, three years ago in our own regional. You got to be thinking, I mean, there is an aspect to it where we look at, wow, you know, we got a pretty good draw with our three seed and four seed. LSU feels the same way as the two seed. They feel the exact same way. 
So going back to what we mentioned earlier, the NCAA really – uh, really gave Southern Miss a, a pretty good draw, you know, in this regional, and, then, and they're gonna have opportunities. They're gonna have to, if if you get if you beat Army, you're gonna have to beat LSU to, to get out. But Kennesaw has been pretty good on Fridays, guys, and so we need to we need to, tomorrow with Coach Ryan Coe, we need to keep instilling him confidence. He can take out the Tigers. Yeah, we're gonna learn a lot more about that team tomorrow, right, Luke? Yep, Coach Coe coming on first segment. How sweet would that be? To win the opener, watch Kennesaw State beat LSU and put yourself in, in that position. You're still not there, but, boy, that would be a pretty good position to be in, wouldn't it? Yeah, but you, but you don't ever want to then start you know, resting, thinking, oh, we no, got this you in don't the bag. No, you, you yeah. don't want to think in that situation, oh, all we got to do is beat Kennesaw State. Right. Because if they beat LSU, that tells you they're pretty competitive. It can and be. can be. Yeah. There is a history of being undefeated in regionals. Yes. And losing right. at 2 in the morning. There you go. But <laughs> yes, Scott, a... Scott Berry made his wrestling debut in that game. Even though he pulled yeah. a hammy, he's a bad man. He did. He is a, he's a bad man. This is a good Southern Miss baseball team, you guys. The, the, the good draw, the getting the hosts of regional, those moon and stars. There we go. Kennesaw State up. head coach on the show tomorrow, Patrick McGee, Dustin Dickerson, Will McGillis. Reese Ewing all to come this week. Literally the varsity. We're in a baseball frame of mind to kind of kind of quote Billy Joel, if you know what I'm saying, Kelly. As opposed to New York State there of mind. Yeah. Back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We hope you'll be with us. Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.